Welcome to Four Finger Discount, proudly brought to you by popculture.com.au. I am Dando. I am Mitch, and I'm taking the week off. Yes, we are doing nothing this week, are we, Mitch? Why? Because um, we recorded, well, this week is Bart versus Australia, which we recorded as a premium review some time ago. When? Two years ago, I reckon. Two years ago. It would have been about season two, season three. Jesus. Long time ago. We were so young. And uh, you were here, I'm not going to edit any of it, so you were mm. here during the podcast, uh, go to the website and pay a dollar redue and blah, blah, that kind of thing, because that's what we did. We originally uploaded it, and to get access to it, you paid yeah. a dollar. So there's a bunch of stuff that's out of date. So just just pretend that that yeah. stuff's not happening. Just skip, yeah. Maybe just skip 10 minutes into it. If so you, you hear like a happier tone in our voice, I mean, Obama was still president, um, <laughs> healthcare was a thing, <laughs> it was all, the world was a happy time. Had we interviewed Harry Shearer yet? I, I wouldn't know. Probably I, I not. I really don't remember. We definitely hadn't written a book yet. No. We Which haven't is, done that yet. Uh, Homer's Odyssey and a Big and Simpsons Guide available in stores in the UK and Australia. And if you're in the States or Canada, you can go to thebookdepository.com and they will ship it from the UK to your house. Just in time for Christmas. Alrighty, so Mitch, what should we tell the people about Bart versus Australia? Because I feel that the tone of the show and the feel of the show is going to be so much different because we recorded it so long ago. I don't remember what this sounds like, so I've got no idea. We're much more confident now. You guys will be discovering it as much as I am. <laughs> Look, I hope you enjoy it. Um, I, I, you know, I mean, it, it, it's a, a great, great episode. episode. Yeah. It's a really, really great episode. Um, I, from my memory, I was very excited when we recorded this one, so yes. I'm sure it's one that I'm going to enjoy. Stick around for the end of it, because I was set a challenge last week to do a monologue from Lord of the Rings, so I will tack that on to the end of the episode. Stay tuned, guys. That's it, lad. This... It's for the Commonwealth of Australia. And this is for the United States of America. Four finger discount, dude. Welcome to Four Finger Discount, a very, very special premium podcast. Thank you to everyone who has found this and decided that it was worth the dollar out of their pockets. We are very, very grateful. Oh, and I've done some extra work. You have this week, have you? I I wrote a joke. (laughs) I wrote... So that's the selling point, is it? <laughs> Fuck the review of Bart vs. Australia. Well, because this, of... this is the episode everyone's been wanting us to review since the beginning. Because since the very Australia. start. Yeah, of course. It's an Australian-based podcast. Why sh- Why would we not have done Bart vs. Australia? But I thought you've paid for this. It's to, I, I'm going to give you something a little bit extra for your money, and one of those is in, one of the, what I can give is an exclusive joke that is worth at least one dollar. Do it now, then hurry up. Go I on. will. Uh, so when I was first getting into t- into entertainment, my dad was saying, "Look, you're putting your real name out there. There could be real consequences. So just stick within guidelines." He's a little bit more conservative than I am, my father. His motto has always been, "Don't push the envelope," and that's why he ultimately lost his job as chief mail sorter at the local post office. <laughs> Did you say that last week? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> so basically, yeah, we're here to review Bart versus Australia, the episode that everyone's been wanting us to review. Obviously, as you said, Australian podcast. Mm-hmm. Going back and watching this, we've seen we've both seen this episode many, many times, thousands. Yes. What did you first think after going back and watching it? After I went back and watched it, that it was every bit as good as I remember. Like it's yeah. it's just a really, really funny poke at Australia, and. You know, I, it was, it was, you know, it was a weird thing for me as I did a little bit of research and there were some people, I think someone in the Australian wrote a bit about, like, they kind of took offence to it and you've just got to have absolutely no sense of humour about yourself to be in any way upset about this as an Australian. Like, given that our culture is one 
more so than any else, that you poke fun at things. And, yeah, they just absolutely skewer the Australian stereotype, I suppose, that that Americans would have grown up with. Well, they chose Australia purely for that reason, that they knew that we are willing to take the piss out of ourselves. We don't yeah. take it too seriously. But apparently, like, over 100 letters came through the following week from Australians saying they were so outraged. And I read that same quote as well. I think it was on Wikipedia, like something mm. from the Herald in Sydney or something like that. They were just so angry and they thought that the Simpsons were seriously trying to attack Australia. Yeah, no. It's what is not, wrong with them? It's not that at all. If anything, it's you could almost take it as a comment on the fact that the, it, it's almost like a meta joke on America to say how stupid are we for thinking that this is what Australia is like. Yeah. Like, if you wanted to really delve into it, you can you can take that away from it. Well, they took the piss out of themselves as well in the episode, which is yeah, why it's fine to take the piss out of Australia. Yeah. They, they, they did it deliberately. They said they drew the characters inaccurately and they made things up completely that just weren't even true at all purely mm. because it was funny. Yeah. And it worked. It's hilarious. Yeah, it's, it's, it's brilliant. It's really, really great. Uh, fantastic Yahoo Serious reference in there that yeah. I've forgotten about as well. Do you know, I didn't even know who Yahoo Serious was. I had to do the research. What? Yeah. My God. You've never seen Young Einstein? No. I've heard, I've, <laughs> I've, I've, is it good? No. Okay. <laughs> That's probably why I have it then. What, uh, what else do you do? Young Einstein and... Uh, is he early 90s? Oh, I'm assuming? um... Reckless Kelly. No, I've never uh, heard of it. Yeah, I think it was early 90s, maybe late 80s. Okay. Um, Reckless Kelly was like a, a piss-take comedy based on a Ned, Carey, Ned Kelly character. Yeah, yeah. And Young Einstein was based, you know, loosely around Einstein's life and splitting the atom, except it was set in Tasmania and something about a brewery. Well, I remember with this episode, though, getting back to the people being angry about it, I remember watching it as a kid on Foxtel, Saturday mornings, Super Simpsons Saturdays, mm-hmm. my mum being really annoyed watching it. Really? Like she she, yeah, she okay. took the same sort of mentality of, oh, that's not what Australians are like, but I don't think my mum... As she shooed a kangaroo out of the, <laughs> out of the lounge room. <laughs> I don't think she realised that they were trying to be funny. I think she thought they were trying to do a, an actual representation of what Australia is like. Yeah, right. Anyway, I, I remember as a kid, whenever the episode come on, if mum was in the room, I wouldn't put it on because it was like outrage she get really angry. That's, that's, it's a, the Fosters that I order yeah. is, <laughs> is, Much more. is half that size yeah. at best. <laughs> when I went back and watched it, it's one of those episodes that I remember each time I watched it, like the older I got, the funnier it got because there's just so many parody gags in the episode, even yeah. like just sight gags like the sign or something like that. Yep. You can't watch them all in your first viewing. Like you go back mm. and watch it, you can't like you, you spot new things. For example, it wasn't until recently that I noticed the uh, Parliament House Austria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was really, really funny. Yeah, Again, yeah. like just playing on that American thing of like, oh, you're from Austria? Yeah. You know, it's a different country. What, what, and another thing that you notice too is that the writers, you, they clearly did a lot of research. Mm. They they fit in as many gags as possible. Like, like, where else could they fit a gag in this episode? It's just gag, 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 gag. Yeah. Even, I think like Lisa makes some, uh, I've come to it in my notes when we get to the scene, but I think Lisa makes some reference to a... Uh, some sort of indigenous whatever that she's going to go the check w- out. The Wallen Blue uh, Dirt Monument. Yeah, something like that. Rock, yeah. Now, that might be real. Uh, well, it was Ayers Rock. Well, yeah. there you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I, what I liked is I heard it and went, I don't know, that might actually be a thing. No, no, <laughs> like, I think it's, it's Rock. It sounded, <laughs> <laughs> sounded legitimate. Well, even like the uh, the bullfrog is a piss take of the cane toad problem that we have in Queensland. Yeah, yeah. yeah, of course. Now, also this episode, I found that I was sitting there watching, I'm thinking... As Australian Simpsons fans, we're pretty lucky that they chose Australia as the first country to take the Simpsons outside of America to. Yeah, that's true. Like, put us on the map. It's more of a privilege than anything yeah. else. Like, we've actually got the Simpsons... My gum, it put us on the map. <laughs> the Simpsons in their prime. We've got like a classic episode of The Simpsons 
made in our backyard, yeah, set that, in our backyard. That we can always refer back to. Yeah. And, and go, how great's the Australian episode? And every Australia Day now, on our page, we just get flooded with people sending us in quotes from this episode. It's yeah. great. I love it. We got Knifey Spoonie out of this yes. episode. It brought so many Australian Simpsons fans together, this yeah. one episode. It gave me, like, whenever you go to a bar somewhere, just beer. It's like... One word Simpsons quotes that people will automatically understand. Yes. Or if you're at someone's house, like, can I have a water? Bear it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, a few facts about the episode before we get into the full review. Uh, obviously, the writers chose Australia because they thought we'd get it, as we've mentioned before. Uh, they drew the people inaccurately and made things up purely just for fun. As we, we've mentioned, the, how the, the 100 letters from Australians, how they're mm-hmm. all outraged about it. Now, the animators apparently got two... Oh, oh, I found the quote from Jane, James Joyce. It wasn't... Okay. The, it, it was the Newcastle Herald. Newcastle Herald, okay. Yeah. Um, so, we've got... Who are the Americans trying to kid here? I agree Australia has its faults, as does any other country. But laughing in our face about it, then mocking our heritage, was definitely not called for. It embarrassed and degraded our country, as well as making us look like total idiots. What I've written down in response to that to James Joyce is, when you were getting upset over a depiction in a cartoon, you are being an idiot. Yeah, I know, right? What makes us look stupid is that article. The, the, the writers had to have expected some sort of negative response, though. Well, yeah, I suppose. Whenever you put something out there like that, you're going to get some people to take it the wrong way. I think they even said in the commentary or something that they, they made the effort to make it as stupid as possible, probably just to see they could annoy some people. Yeah. Because some of it's so ridiculous that you can see why some people would get annoyed by it. Like the accents. A lot of people complain that they sounded too South African, which they do. But that's well, the funny bit about it's it. It's a hard accent to do, though, Australian. You could count on one hand the amount of people that can do a convincing Australian accent that aren't Australians. It's like when, they, when you watch a Hollywood movie and they hire an American to play an Australian. Point Break style. Yes. We'll get him when he comes back in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's <just> favourite. <laughs> just get the guy from the pub down the road to say it. Well, Gary Busey was in that se- Sorry, Gary Sweet was in that scene. Yeah. Like, in, in Point Break. An actual legitimate Australian <laughs> actor walks past the people that are speaking who are not Australian yep. trying to do an Australian accent. It's like, just getting a little bit off track, we watched the Ocean 12, 13, 11 movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. in that what, order. Watch yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the prequel. Why is Cheadle trying to be British? Oh, Why? I have no idea. Why? What is the purpose of him being British? <laughs> just to piss off people from Britain. It serves no point. <laughs> doesn't further the story. They don't go to Britain. It does nothing. No, it does nothing What's other the than point? be a horrible accent. It's terrible. It's one of my favourite movie accents of all time. <laughs> it's so bad. And then by the third one, he's American. Like yeah. He's virtually even... I love when he's using his rhyming slang, by the way. like Such as? That uh, we're in Barney. Oh, yeah. Barney yeah. rubble. Trouble. Yeah. <laughs> it's so bad. Nicola was just watching it going, oh my God, I never realised how bad this was. <laughs> anyway, so rough well, track. So getting back to the facts about Bart versus Australia. The writers did research on the Coriolis effect for the episode in Lisa's explanation. As she says, it goes mm-hmm. anticlockwise or whatever it is uh, in the Southern Hemisphere, completely incorrect. Yes. It affects global weather patterns and is caused by the spinning of the globe on its axis. The amount of water in a toilet or sink is far too small to be affected by the effect. Yes. It also affects bullets at long, long range. Really? Firing. Mm. How'd you learn that? Uh, Call of Duty. Really? <laughs> um, <laughs> Call of Duty 3, I think it was. Uh, no, um, it, it's, it's just to do with like bullet drop. So, you've got to aim like above a target or depending on how far away it is. Again, this is over like massive distances, but you know, one mile or whatever it is, snipers might be operating at. That's pretty cool. Mm. Well, the plot of the episode is based on the story of Michael Fay, who was an American teenager who was caned in Singapore in 1994 for vandalizing cars. Mm. Did not know that at all. No. I thought they just thought, let's just make up a completely ridiculous story. But no, I mean, I knew that people get caned in Singapore. Yeah. For, for petty crime. 
Is Van, yeah, Van Allen's in cars a petty crime? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, last year, we had the petition for the dollar redos. I thought we'd give that a bit of a mention. Oh, yeah. That still gets kicked around every now and then. I'll yeah, see that it, pop up in my Facebook feed. It'll never happen, but it was fun. It boggles my mind. I've said this before. How does Springfield uh, Universal Studios not sell dollar redos? Dollar redos, yeah. Is there an Australian monopoly? There's Melbourne, Sydney monopolies, yeah. Yeah, okay. It'd be nice if they had dollar redos as their monopoly money. That's probably as close as we could get. Yeah, I don't, I don't know whether it would work, though, because if people aren't Simpsons fans, they're not buying that Monopoly to have Simpsons gags put throughout. Well, it's just a, it doesn't just, take, a cu- just a couple throughout. It doesn't it. take away from the Monopoly either, though. No, no, no. I, I agree. I would like that. I'm just being devil advocate. Mm. <laughs> Another fact. Now, this was my favourite. I thought I'd save this to last. Have you heard about the Fox Studios lot in Sydney, the ride, Bart vs. Australia? No. Where did you find this? This was on Wiki, but I knew all about it anyway. Okay. So... Basically, I've been trying so hard to find the footage of this ride because apparently, I'll read it out to you, it's what it says on Wiki. In 1999, Fox Studios Australia in Sydney used a different version of Bart vs. Australia mm. as part of their Simpsons attraction called The Simpsons Down Under. Now, right behind you, you've got The Simpsons Down Under cards, as you can see on the wall here. They actually released a set of cards purely for this episode. That's how big this episode was in Australia. It was huge. Yeah, so little, look up. There you go. I'm with you. Yes. So... Uh, they had contacted the Simpsons writing staff. It's a great freeze frame of Homer being punched by the Marine. Oh, really? Yeah. Just his jaw. Is, it almost looks like Daffy Duck. It's like his mouth has been knocked off of his face. Okay. <laughs> so, um, they contacted the Simpsons writing staff and asked if they would write the screenplay for a ride in their attraction. Okay. Based on the episode Bath vs. Australia. The episode was re-edited and reanimated for the ride and new scenes were included. Mm. Never to be seen again. I can't find them anywhere. For some reason, in the back of my mind right now, I'm thinking they could possibly be on the season six DVD, but I can't remember seeing them at all. I didn't go hunting, I'll be perfectly honest, across yeah, all of the discs. Yeah, could be there. I'll be shattered there because I didn't look. Well, so, has anyone been on that ride and do they remember? I would love to hear from because I've got photos, videos, I can't find anything anywhere. I found Katrina Roundtree doing like a special on Fox Studios, but there was nothing to do with The Simpsons. All I had was The Simpsons mascots walking around. Yeah, okay. Uh, so, the, as we said, the episode was re-edited and reanimated for the ride and new scenes were included. The attraction featured motion... Motion capture technology, allowing the audience members' faces and expressions to be transformed into moving cartoon characters. Yeah, clever. Pretty awesome. Particularly at that in that day and age, that now, would have blown people's minds. Fox Studios Australia in Sydney is now closed down since because of the theme park side of things. I think they still film movies there potentially. I'm not too sure. I think it's mostly done in Queensland now, actually. Yeah, a lot of it's done up in Queensland. But how disappointing that that doesn't exist anymore. And if, the, if anyone knows where I can find the footage of the reanimated and a re-edited version of Bart vs. Australia, please let me know because I would love to watch it. Mm. Maybe we could contact Fox Studios or break in. It has to exist somewhere. They wouldn't throw it out. It must. Imagine the money. <laughs> yeah, but just the thrill. Yes. Just, just I want to buy the ride off them. Can I just put it in my backyard? That'd be a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. What sort of ride was it? Like, do, do you I have know, it? No, that's okay. all I've got on the ride. Yeah, yeah but right. d- d- just do a Google research after the episode. It's yeah. just it's really really interesting. It's it's what's more interesting is that you can't find anything on it. Like the Simpsons, that's when they were huge at their peak. How did nobody take a photo? Yeah, or anything. You know, it just seems odd. It's just this little gem that just no longer exists. It just would have all been on... Um, it just would have all been Polaroid, I suppose. So, nothing's, yes. nothing's digital. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's finally get into our review of Bart versus Australia. It's taken us over 12 months, but here we go. The original air date was February 19th, 1995, over 20 years ago. Two days after my birthday. Oh, was I say February 15th? Did I say February 19th? I was going to say February 15th is my wedding day. All these exciting things happened within the space of a week. What a gift. <laughs> 
Uh, the chalkboard. And they, they all led up to the best thing. Yes. <laughs> the chalkboard gag was, I will not hang donuts on my person. Yeah, had a big laugh at that yeah, myself. Good, yeah. Long-time listeners will be aware that I've had some issues with nudity and donuts. You have too, yeah. <laughs> I think I told you the story how the guy used to come to the deli and say he'd put um, calamari rings on his person. <laughs> no, you haven't told me that. I think I have. I'm pretty sure I have. I don't remember hearing it. I'll tell you quickly right now. Just okay. before we get into the- so Little the- squid tubes. <laughs> yes. Oh, the old fella. A guy would come to the deli and the girls weren't allowed to serve him because he would always make dirty <laughs> jokes towards him. He's yeah. crazy. He thought the- that we used to be nine foot aliens and he thinks the world's, he thinks the moon's a space station, all that kind of stuff. He's crazy, okay, right? Okay, so Tom Cruise used to shop at your supermarket. <laughs> And he used to tell me that oh, yeah, I like buying these calamari rings, so I put them on my person yeah. and I let them eat it off. Wow. Well, squid, I suppose it does have good suction. Yeah. Sorry for that image to anyone that likes calamari. <laughs> <laughs> so I will not hang donuts on my person, was the let short gag. Eat it off. Wow. And the couch gag was <laughs> while you sit there and bewilder it, I'll continue. <laughs> Flabbergasted. <laughs> the couch gag was the living room floor is a shallow body of water, and the Simpsons family swim their way up onto the couch. When they get out, Bart is wearing a snorkel and pulls it off as he sits down, and Homer sticks his finger in his right ear to get some trapped water out of it. That is the couch gag. It just doesn't seem like the most efficient way to eat calamari. Like, like it's, it's, you're like, getting a two for one offer. How does that come up in conversation? Do you want some calamari? Well, it's adding yeah. flavour. Hey, I've got an idea. <laughs> Why don't I pop it here? What are you doing? <laughs> I don't know. This will be great. What's concerning is it fit. Put the fork away. <laughs> How would you eat it? Um, let's not get into it. We're getting, <laughs> let's, let's, we're getting way off track and into dangerous territory. So, the episode kicks off with Bart and Lisa racing shampoo and toothpaste in the bathroom sink. First thing I had here, Lisa's voice. Very nasal and annoying. I've noticed... Oh, okay. I noticed. In I didn't this, pick up on that being different, but well, okay. In this season, particularly in season seven as well, I think Lisa's voice is just very, very nasal. I think the episode... It's Lisa's Lisa the vegetarian. Mm. I find her voice very, very annoying in the episode as well when she's complaining. Okay, I'll do my best to not pay attention to it because I don't want to spend two seasons of The Simpsons being annoyed about <laughs> Lisa's voice. I just find her voice very nasally, particularly in the scene when she's saying, "There, I won your stupid bathroom product race or whatever." It's just, yeah, okay. I don't know. I don't. It, she really annoys me. She took scene. the inside track. She was always going to win that race. Exactly, as Bart pointed out. But then she explains it's something to do with the Coriolis effect, which mm. is incorrect. But that's what she believes. So Lisa's wrong. Mm. You know what this reminded me of. They have that cool little argument there about, how, you know, Lisa explaining that this is what's going to happen and Bart trying to say that water is a free spirit, basically. Like, water goes where it wants. Like me, babe. And it, and it that's upsets right. me how many times he calls Lisa babe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, no, that's true. I heard that one. Ugh, yeah. I'm not a fan. But I instantly went from here to jump. I paused the episode. I jumped on YouTube, looked up the scene in Backdraft with... Robert De Niro You've lost me already You haven't seen Backdraft? <laughs> no Oh mate This is a fantastic Like blockbuster Thriller type uh, Yeah Action movie About a serial killer That kills people Via backdrafts Which is a type of thing Where there's a fire Inside a house It's kind of smouldering But still burning But starting to be Deprived of oxygen Someone opens a door The oxygen all races in And the fire just goes Kaboom And explodes Really? Mm. I just assumed It was a draft a, under the back door It's a real <laughs> phenomenon But anyway um, There's a scene in there Where De Niro is talking about fire, saying how fire, like, you know, it, it follows the fuel, not because you told it to, but because it wants to. Mm. Anyway, that was all. I um, Just as a little movie tidbit, if other people out there are like Dando and have not seen Backdraft, I highly recommend it. Despite the fact that there is a Baldwin in it, it's a good movie. What's wrong with the Baldwins? Billy, Stephen. There's plenty of plenty wrong with those ones. Ah, he's fine, man. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Usual suspects. Yeah, that, and that's the only other good one that anyone's been in. Didn't he play Barney in like Flintstones Viva Rock Vegas? No, that was... Oh, Viva Rock Vegas. Yeah, I think you're right. 
Yeah, Rick Moranis played Rick Marnie. Moranis in, in the Loved first Loved that movie when I was a kid. Yeah, I never saw Viva Rock Vegas. You should. It wasn't bad. It's got a Baldwin in it. <laughs> yeah, so um, I can't fail. <laughs> yeah, hi. Um, so, as we said, Bart refuses to believe, Lisa, that this is the reason. He doesn't understand. He doesn't, he doesn't believe in the Coriolis effect at all. Mm. So, he's turning all the taps on, trying to make water go the other way, making Homer shower hot and cold. Yeah. I love the way he's got his hand in the toilet, like, trying to push it backwards. <laughs> <laughs> Scuffing it away. <laughs> the, the the gag of turning the tap on to make someone shower go hot and cold, hilarious as a kid. Mm. I think we've all been there. Second only to someone's in the shower, you fill a water with cold water. So you fill a cup with cold water and toss it over the top of the shower. Oh, that's great. Particularly like <laughs> if it's a shower curtain so they can't see you coming. Yeah. You just I for God, I can remember every single time that someone did that to me as a kid. You're just there and you're comfortable and everything's <laughs> nice. And then it's just oh my god. <laughs> Oh man, good old days, eh? Uh, then, as we said, Bart's in the toilet with his arms trying to get it out, mm. and then Marge comes in and goes, Oh, for Pete's sake, Bart, use the plunger! Now, I never noticed this little visual. Mm. The fish on the wall. Never noticed it before Ooh. in the Simpsons bathroom. No, me either, actually. There was this little fish on it. To the point that I didn't even notice it then. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's probably been there before, but I never noticed it until I re- went back and watched this yeah. episode. So then Lisa explains to Bart that water will only go counterclockwise in the Southern Hemisphere. Yeah. Now, Bart has no idea what the Southern what Hemisphere is. What the hell is the Southern <laughs> Hemisphere? <laughs> Which is exactly what a lot of kids would have thought. <laughs> Do you think they had this scene to explain to the kids watching? Because kids might not have understood what the Southern Hemisphere was. Um, Maybe. Because if, if just say an average five, six-year-old watching this episode, what's the Southern Hemisphere? I think it's more that they have this scene to be able to lead Bart into looking at the, the globe, globe yep, and yep. then discovering Australia as being a Southern Hemisphere yep, country. Yep. And he's never opened the, the globe, which is hilarious, it, from Grandpa. Yeah, he's still <laughs> with it wrapped. Uh, and I love how Lisa, just, she just dumbs it down for Bart. Anything yeah. below this line. line yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, down there in um, Rand McNally. Yes. <laughs> I, f- I find, though, the animation of Lisa when she's pointing to that this line, it's like she's being shifty, but she's not. It's like mm, yeah, she's okay. sort of like this line, like she's up to something. Like her, You know how they draw the shifty eyes in the Simpsons? Ah. That's sort of half open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I, I remember when you watch it, you sort of think that she's lying for some sort of gag, but she's not. She's just dumbing it down for him, I guess. Yeah, yeah, maybe. It's more just frustration yeah. in her face. And then Bart points out Ram McNally, which is... Do you know what Ram McNally is? Uh, Ram McNally would just would have been the company that designed the globe. The printing surely. company. Yeah. <laughs> Specialising in maps and atlases, apparently. Yeah. That's in they fact, are. in Rand McNally, they wear what is it? Um, shoes on their hands and hamburgers eat people. Uh, hats on their hats feet. on their feet. Damn, that was one of my trivia questions, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> so, Bart decides to call every country below the line. Yeah, there's so much 1995 in this scene. I actually, put a screenshot on the page when I went back and watched it ages ago. He's got the phone book out. Mm. There's like notes on the fridge. No one even does that anymore. Yeah, that's true. There's the globe there. He's got the phone with the cord. Yeah. It's just so much 1995 encapsulated in one scene. Yeah. One shot. It's a great montage that I'd forgotten about of him calling all the other countries. The ice station is great. Yeah. Just the guy walks in with Playboy under his arm. Oh, nuts. Oh, nuts. (laughs) I I say that quite all the time. Oh, nuts. (laughs) I I say it a lot, but I didn't realize really where it had come from. Uh, but yeah, I, mean, I just love the, the look on the face tapping of the, the guy tapping with the pen. <laughs> <laughs> he just looks so concerned. He's just like, oh, I don't know how to do this. <laughs> I thought it was a nice touch how they had Jebediah on the front of the um, phone book. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, something that didn't need it, to do it. It fits. Yeah, just something that fits it. Exactly. Hmm. Now, what was with the gag? I might sound dumb for asking of the dude in the lava floating by the phone. Was that a reference to any movie or anything? No, I don't think it's a reference to anything other than that trope of people's, to um to quote Kiefer Sutherland from Phone Booth, isn't that funny? 
you hear a phone ring and it could be anybody. But a ringing phone can't go unanswered. It's, it's that kind of bit where he's just, he's going by, phone rings, well, I better get yeah, it. He has to answer it, yeah. <laughs> I can see that, yep. There's also a gag with with Mist where Bart, when he was first calling the numbers, mm. and he pushes a lot of numbers. Oh, now you've taken my trivia. Ah, uh, <laughs> is it how many times? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it, was, it was more than 40. Okay, uh, I lost count. He doesn't push it 40 times. He does. 40 times? I swear to God, there are more than 40 beeps. No, there's not. I promise you there were. I'm telling you there wasn't. I'm telling you there was. Bring it up right now. I bet my left testicle that there was nowhere ne- There's no fucking way there was 40. Play the clip. 40? I'm telling you. I'm gonna, <laughs> there's, there's no way there was 40. Promise you. Really? I'll be, I'll be fucking... I will... We'll let the listeners be the judge. I will credit you, sir, if this is correct. <laughs> there is no way, man. It's, I'm getting it loaded now. I'm going to put the headphones into the computer. I listened to it like five times. No, no. I refuse to believe it. <laughs> if you are right, my reaction would be very similar to when Bart, in the last episode we reviewed, where they said, you're going to miss the school bus. Never going to happen. What do you know? <laughs> You're right. Thank you very much. That was so much faster than I remember it being. <laughs> Fuck. Man, you got me. I, I remember it just being like, dude, dude. I don't remember it being so yeah, quick. Yeah, no, it is. Oh, well played. Thank you. No, well done. I, I learned something then. Thank you, sir. <laughs> it's all right. I will admit when I'm wrong. I, I learned, did not remember it being that. I learned that I should not be doubted. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's been numerous times when I've said something and I've sent you a little sly message afterwards saying, hey, yeah. I was correct. <laughs> no, but well done. I wonder how many... I, I lost count after like 20 there. Yeah. It, it speeds up for certain yeah, points. Yeah, like I got to 30 and then I knew that there was more than 10 after 30. So, I couldn't get the exact number despite a few forensic listens to. Send us through a message let us know. We'll send you a prize. Yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll say your name. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, all the prize you need. The, what was the rest of the bunch? So, he calls like Cuba or something with El Presidente. And calls Hitler. I love Hitler. Voiced by Harry... Sorry, don't take that clip out of context. <laughs> <laughs> I love the way Hitler is portrayed as voiced by Harry Shearer with Einem Newton, Einem Newton. That's a nuisance phone. <laughs> I loved back at the uh, at the South Pole Research Station where the the penguin just flies into the side of it and smashes it out of glass, <laughs> uh, out of ice. It's just hilarious. So then he's calling all these places, and Lisa points out how expensive calls are. So mm. then he makes so the collect call, collect call, yeah. So he calls to Australia and the koala's on the phone pole, just immediately just I love every aspect of the parody of Australia. Yeah. If we saw a koala on a pole, like one on the phone pole, yeah. We wouldn't really think anything of it. But like, oh look at that koala. Yeah, that's true. Like if you're out in the, <laughs> yeah, you'd be like, Oh yeah, cool. If you're out in the country and there's a koala on the telephone pole, you'd be like, hmm. Problem. I assume it's Pull where over, he, pull over, get a photo. I assume it's where he belongs. <laughs> yeah. Now, Tobias. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> really, cause that's awful. <laughs> Tobias takes the call. This is Dr. Bart Simpson of the International Drainage Commission. It's an emergency. If it's an emergency, then... We understand some drains in your area have been malfunctioning, sucking in people and whatnot. Really, kids? That's awful. Indeed. We need you to check your sinks and toilets and tell us which way the water is going, and please, stand clear. But this is, Tobias is 
one that does sound very South African. Yeah, like it's yeah, it, it's awful. It's like they cast everyone that was South, that was portrayed as South African from Lethal Weapon two. <laughs> like that's pretty much what all of this sounds like. Maybe like, it's like a young you Leonardo. You don't want to go to South Africa. <laughs> a, a young Leonardo. A young Leonardo. <laughs> he that, did a, he did a good accent though. I he was Rhodesian, and that's the bit, like a lot of people go, "Oh, it's not a very good South African accent from Blood Diamond." It's but a he wasn't aspect of. He wasn't doing South African. He was doing Rhodesian. Yeah. Don't ever question how great Leonardo DiCaprio is, or I will come and <laughs> fucking take you down. Uh, he says the toilets have been sucking in people and whatnot, which yep. is hilarious. Tells him to check the water direction of his, or he checks his first, and yep. he's like, "Nope, it's all the same." Yep. And then tells they him turn to, clockwise. Yeah. Tell him to check his neighbours, and then the great gag of Outback Australia has to get on the bike and ride for miles to yeah. get to his neighbour. Yeah. Well, you say gag. In many parts of Australia, that's how it works. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly how it is. Yeah. I've just got here the Aussie accent too. So ridiculously hilarious. Yeah. It's just so bad that it's great. Yeah. What I love more though is his dad. His dad's even funnier. Yeah, his I think dad's it's just great. the, the Tobias. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's it. <laughs> uh, so Millhouse then comes to inform, but the bakery's caught fire and downtown smells like cookies. When it comes, smell. <laughs> yes, yes, I do. <laughs> that's exactly. You're watching it, and I instantly could smell cookies. I'm just like, I do love the smell of cookies, and I would go and smell. Yeah, it's, it's exactly. <laughs> I could be doing anything. I could be in the middle of something at work, and if someone said that exact sentence to me, that would be my response. Yes, 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 yes I do. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on one moment here, clients. I'll yep. give you back. In, they come with you. We yeah, they come will. as well. Yeah. <laughs> it comes to the middle of the night. I just find it convenient that nobody has thought to put the phone back on the hook. Yeah. It's just sitting there in the kitchen. Yeah, that's very true. I guess no one's wanted to buy. Uh, Tobias informs Bart that the neighbor's mm. water goes clockwise as well. And Bart just... Well, well, I don't care about that anymore. Just, yeah, and he thinks nothing of it. It's like six yeah. weeks later. Is that what it is? Uh, yeah, three, 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 three weeks, weeks later, later yeah, for yeah. the phone bill. Yeah. Homer receives the phone bill. Great moment of Homer talking yeah. to his brain again. I that forgot about this scene. Me yeah. too, yeah. Burkina Faso, disputed zone. Who called all these weird places? Quiet, it might be you. I can't remember. No, I'm going to ask Marge. No, no. Why embarrass us both? Just write a check and I'll release some more endorphins. <gasps> oh. Then we get Bruno Drundridge. Nine hundred dollar dues. Tobias, did you accept a six-hour collect call from the states? It was an emergency call from the International Drainage Commission in Springfield. I didn't find this as funny as what it is when I was a kid. Yeah, right. I mean, I- you know, it's his next joke that's brilliant by the way when he calls Tobias in he's like you know says that someone was calling to check on the toilets oh there's nothing wrong with the bidet is there (laughs) (laughs) he gets sucked in as well the middle of outback Australia in some little (laughs) shack that they would have a bidet do you want to explain to others what a bidet is? Uh, well, yeah, for people that don't know, and there are a number of kids that might not be aware, a bidet yeah. is basically a little fountain that would be found next to a toilet that splashes water up and washes your behind. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I just love that. As soon as you hear $900 redos, <laughs> it's just from that moment on, this episode just fucking is awesome. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> it's everything, everything is just great. Even when he calls Bart. You know, but gives him the run around pretending to be yeah. in an office and that sort of thing. But it's like, this is like his accent is one that they nail. Like, oh, you yeah. owe me 900 bucks, mate. My name like, is Bruno Jundridge, all yeah. right? <laughs> like, that's, you know, th- that person exists in Australia. Yeah. It's not all of us, but, you know, as people as people can tell from listening to such sophisticated people as you and I. <laughs> but, like, that, that is an accent that you would hear in remote Australia. Even under his breath, bloody yanks. Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> What is it that makes it so funny, though? I th- well, just how... If not the dollary dues, what makes that so funny? Do people around the world find that as funny as what we find it? 
I don't know. I don't know if they would, but I think it's it's a lot of it's in the delivery with dollary doos in particular. Yeah, dollary doos. Um, do rhymes with poo, and on subs on some base level, that's I was just like, automatically he's just funny. Screaming at this little child. He's yeah. done nothing. Yeah. <laughs> to buy it. Oh man! So then, as he said, he calls Bart. Another convenient thing that Bart just happens to have a phone by his bed. Yeah, that's true. That you know, exists entire, just solely for this episode. Recently, Bart had to call Millhouse via walkie-talkie. Yeah. All this time, he had a phone by Suddenly, his bed. he's got a phone. And the, <laughs> the house phone is in his bedroom. They needed to do it to set up this gag, though, yeah. obviously. Bart Simpson's office! Oh, thank the great good Lord. Look, I was just... So- One moment, please! <laughs> Who do they think I am? Some stupid Aussie drongo? Pleading yanks. I oh, This is Bart Simpson. Can I help you, ma'am? Yeah. Hey! He realises Bart is a kid. Bart's yeah. not worried at all. He says that, I think that here a dingo eating your baby, which is a reference to uh, yeah. Lindsay Chamberlain. Is that her name? Azaria Chamberlain. Azaria Chamberlain. Oh, sorry. Aza- Lindy Chamberlain and Azaria was the The child. baby. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Everyone, yeah. everyone knows that story. We don't have to explain you know, it. That's something that Americans pick on a lot, by the way. They think that they- actually happened. Yes. You know, dingo ate a fucking baby. Yeah. That's not a subject for comedy, America. But <laughs> <laughs> like they think it's just... They think we must have made it up. Like Seinfeld they had it. Yeah. There's that episode where Elaine's just high on pain medication. Maybe the dingo ate your baby. Yeah. Like, it's it's like, just, it'd be like us making fun of 9-11. Or, well, maybe not quite as high as 9-11, but the, of the fucking crocodile eating the kid yes. at Disneyland. Oh, it's just crocodiles eating kids around there, is there? Yeah, exactly. Like, like, come on, guys. <laughs> Imagine that. Yeah, at a, at a party next week in America. I go there. I go to, like, Disneyland. Oh, the croc ate your baby, did it? Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's not very funny. <laughs> uh, that's when he says, uh, reports to a member of his parliament who is Gus. Gus, that's a bloody outrage it is. That's exactly how an Australian in the outback would, re- would react. Yeah. yeah. I'm going, to, I'm going to report this to the Prime Minister, who is yeah. Andy. And this is the best bit. The yep. Prime Minister just nude in a floating tube in a dam. With a can of beer. <laughs> Cannot get <laughs> any better. Oi, mates. What's the good word? So good. Uh, <laughs> Even the fact that he doesn't answer to Prime Minister. <laughs> Oi, Mr. Prime Minister. Andy. <laughs> did, did, Andy's not a very Australian name. I was surprised that he you know, chose reckon? that name. Well, Andrew might not be, but I don't think Andy... Like the shortening of Andrew to Andy, I, I don't imagine. I've never heard that outside of Australia. Like it's just everything's so over the top Australian in this episode. I thought they would have chosen something that's over the top for, to be the Prime Minister's name. Like, well, like they got Bruno for this guy. Yeah, okay. Gus, and then yeah. you got Andy. I know Andy just doesn't seem. Maybe he's meant to be upper class because he's the PM. I don't know. <laughs> upper class. <laughs> <laughs> Naked in a fucking floating tube on a dam. But the best part is it's a dam. You know what would have been great, actually? I'm just thinking this now. I know it's all done in, in America, but it, it would have been so fantastic if they could have got like a Bud Tingwell or a I know. Brian Brown or... Um, oh, who's there? Sean McAuliffe? Sean McAuliffe would have been great. But no, the um, who's the guy that... He was father in Muriel's wedding. Passed away recently. I oh, did he pass away, that guy? Yeah. He's from Cracker Jack. Yeah, from Cracker Jack. Stan from Cracker Jack. Bill? Bill, Bill somebody, I think. Yeah, yeah. He's an Australian icon. We need to know what his a- name is. A- everyone knows Muriel's Wedding, I'm assuming, overseas. It's one of the more popular Australian movies to make it overseas. He mm. plays her father. That's who you would mostly know him as. He's, also, he's in Bad Eggs. You're going to look things. it up now, aren't you? Well, he's, he's. I feel like an asshole for not knowing what his name is off the top of my head. Muriel's Wedding into IMDb and get the father. I feel like I've let our country down. Bill Hunter. Bill Hunter. I apologise. So Bart's obviously receiving lots of mail from Australia saying they want their money, they want their money, they want their $900 reduced. Mm-hmm. He just keeps continuing to ignore it. I notice that the stamp says celebrating 30 years of electricity. 
<laughs> I didn't say that. There's little great. gags like that. That's what I mean. Every time you watch it, you miss, you're guaranteed to miss something. And every yeah. time you watch it, you're going to find something new. It's, that's what's so perfect about this episode. They fit so much into it. Um, it's really good animation, too, of the male building up. And then the sax is a good way to get Lisa into the scene because he's using mm. the sax to squash it down. Yeah. Lisa comes in and says, hey, that, don't do that. It's my saxophone. He gets a letter from Hopping Mad Collection Agency. <laughs> that's when Lisa says, look, you need to tell mom and dad about this. This yeah. is going to be bad. <laughs> comes in, tells them. Homer's like, well, that's no reason to block the TV. <laughs> now, just so you don't hear any wild rumours. Yes, um, yeah, yeah. Indicted for fraud. Now, did you notice that they slipped the globe next to Homer just prior to the commercial bake so they can come back from commercial with him looking at the globe? Oh, okay. No, I didn't say that. Because the globe's never in the land room, which yeah, is conveniently put it placed there. there. Just, yeah, nice. Just so there's something to come back to. So, Homer finds Australia on the map. <laughs> Underwear. Oh, I'll you, be damned. <laughs> you are gay. Yeah. Uh, the best part about that is that the family looks at him blankly. Yeah. Like, like, they're like, are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> For real, man. But yeah, unaware that Australia even exists. What? Australia? <laughs> well, I'll be damned. Yeah. Australia. <laughs> then Evan Conover. Conover. Mm. Phil like, Hartman. Is it Conover or Conover? Conover. He says Conover, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. Uh, he arrives and I'll, not, rings a doorbell when Marge answers, Oh my! Like he's not, he's not ready for it. Like, <laughs> but Phil Hartman, just perfect for this role. He just nails it. Yeah. Uh, so Evan Conover's from the US State Department. He basically is saying that Bart's fucked up big time yeah. because American-Australian relations are at an all-time low. We get the classic slideshow. Yeah, the slideshow of, of all of the American-Australian crossovers that haven't worked, including the footlong Vegemite sub. No, no, they, they did work. So it was, it was, they went was through that a, one that did? They oh, went sorry, through a brief, that did work. They went through a brief period where the Australian culture was like big in America. Okay. It was like the flavor okay, of the so month. So the footlong sold well. Yeah, yes. Yeah, so, oh, yeah. My apologies. So Subway brought in the, foot, the Vegemite footlong sub. Yeah. Which, now, I had a thing here. Subway wasn't in Australia at that point. No, it wouldn't have been. I remember, it always reminds me of Happy Gilmore. You said Happy Gilmore? Yeah, He yeah, gets yeah. sponsored by Subway. Yeah. I, I had no idea what it was. Me either. I thought it was something they'd made up just for Happy Gilmore. Yeah, And yeah. then years later, it came out. I'm like, like, oh, oh, it's the Happy Gilmore place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, Crocodile Dundee and the Koala Blue or something. I'm sure, yeah. pretty sure there's a dude holding an Energizer battery or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. And then, you know, the Australians thought this would be a permanent thing. But of course, it wasn't. And then you cut to the Yahoo Series Film Festival just in a room that's all boarded up. The cinema's out of business. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then we get the Cuba Plan B slide. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. How did that get in there and just eats it? it? I love Lisa's reaction to Yahoo Serious. I know those words, but that sign makes no sense. Which is exactly what I thought was a kick I didn't know what Yahoo Serious was. I'm like, yeah. what? Yeah. <laughs> I don't get it. words in different orders that I've never seen before. And he says, and Bart's agitating them further. Then Homer does the, oh, he'll agitate you. Oh, yes, he will. <laughs> I thought this seemed a bit forced, this gag. Like, it just, I don't know, it didn't go anywhere. Yeah, true. It was just him going, <laughs> like, laughing at himself. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm like, eh, whatever. Like, yeah. I don't know, it just felt good. That's probably my least favorite gag for the whole episode. That's what I've got here. So he asks Evan, well, what do you want to do about this? Like, how are we going to resolve this? And he brings up the fact that it's too late to merely pay back the money. Why? Because by this point, it's become a national outrage, I suppose. People want. They Some want sort of, They want emotional justice. <laughs> they want booting. <laughs> exactly. The, the public had a bloodlust for booting. Yes. He suggests sending Bart to prison for five years. Homer agrees. It's tough, tough but fair. fair. Boy, go with a man. <laughs> Marge obviously refuses. Uh, she says that you'll have to find some other country to have relations with. Uh, Evan offers the public apology instead, which yeah. they jump onto. Like Homer of says course. there's a free holiday. Free, free holiday and all I have to do is say sorry. And Bart says I'm an expert at phony apologies. I can handle that. I'm an expert at phony apologies. Bart! I'm sorry. That's better. (laughs) 
So then the family traveled to Australia and we get one of the classic Simpsons transition gags. Transition all the way down with yep. Gishnu at the controls of the earth. Yeah, is that controlling the earth? Is that what he's controlling? Yeah. Well, she, is it he, she? I, I don't know enough about Indian gods to yeah, know neither. that exactly. So, sorry if we offended anybody out there, but I didn't. when I used to watch this as a kid, I thought it was being like a telecommunicator, like connecting all the phone lines. Oh, okay. That's what, I don't know why I thought no, that was a kid, I, but it's actually pushing buttons. Yeah, well, yeah. I assumed it's just, you know, keeping the climate in check. Um, and Skylab, a bit of Skylabs there as well. Yeah, um, I had to Google that to figure space, out. What, I knew it was a space station. Yeah, a space station that crashed in Western Australia. Really? Yeah. I didn't. I looked it up, but I didn't actually see that part. Yeah, yeah, no, and parts of it crashed over Western Australia. Oh, that's so awesome. That, yeah, it was really, really cool. That, that is that a really there. cool gag, yeah. yeah. Just little things like that that no one would even bother. I guarantee you that 70% of the people that watched that have heard of Skylab, but didn't know that little aspect of, of why it's included in this episode. Yeah. You know? Just little things like that are awesome. And I also liked too that when they arrive, that it's upside down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, I did some research here too, by the way. You should be impressed by this. Now, that you did research? Yes. <laughs> they t- obviously took a long time. They looked disheveled. And yeah. They look not happy with how long it's taken. Yeah. So Homer says, We left 1 30 p.m. Monday. What time is it now? Lisa says it's mm. 6 45 a.m. Wednesday. Yeah. Right. The following Wednesday. The following Wednesday. Now, if they left from LA. Yep. That means the flight took them 24 hours and 15 minutes. Oh, that's a long time. If they left from New York, it took them 27 hours and 15 minutes. Plus whatever it would have taken them to get to either of those two international airports. Um, so they've obviously had a stopover somewhere. Had to have been, because that's longer than it takes me to get to England from here. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> but it, that, that gag's just meant to emphasise that it, it's yeah. a long trip. Yes. But that's a pretty realistic time frame, though. Is it? No, I can get to... We get to LA straight from Melbourne in like 14 hours, man. If you've gone from LA, but if you go in New York, you have to have a stopover. Oh, we're going to, you can't, can you fly to New York from Melbourne? Do you have to stop in LA first, then go to New York? You could go... It's like yeah. a four-hour flight, I think. Yeah. So, it'd be, like, yeah. be about... But let's assume they had a layover. Like, yeah. we, we flew via Hong Kong, which is a ridiculously long way to go. Oh, but it's really? Like, That's not the wrong way. We wanted to get a free trip to Hong Kong out of it. <laughs> so, we have a stopover and then just extended our time there by two days. Therefore, we didn't have to pay for Hong Kong flights. But yeah. it did mean nine-hour flight plus a 16-hour flight. It was horrific. <laughs> I don't want to do that ever. Don't recommend it, listeners. My first flight internationally was by myself to England. One stop. So, first flight was 14 hours. Mm. And half an hour stopover. It was literally get off, refuel, get back on. Yeah. And then six straight hours. So, I was there within 20 hours, 21 hours. Yeah. That's not too bad. Which was pretty short. Yeah. The average is about 24 to England from Australia. Anyway, doesn't matter. So, they took a long time to get to uh, Australia. I love though, Lisa's like, it's summer here, not winter. Homer just randomly has a bobsled. <laughs> <laughs> Why? It's just, it's just funny. Um, then Bart sees the flora fauna sign. Now, this is just as relevant, this gag, then as it is now. Mm. With Johnny Depp and his dogs. Yeah. <laughs> it's, Johnny Depp's dogs aren't breeding all over North Queensland and eating all of the sugar cane. Oh, but that's why <laughs> the, they bring other animals in because it affects the ecosystem. That's why. That's purely why. You can't bring outside animals in with it without being quarantined because it could affect our ecosystem. Domesticated pets aren't going to it. Impact the ecosystem They're not being released Into the wild It's two dogs That probably had In his apartment The entire time Well why did they have To go through quarantine To make sure That they're not ill They could be carrying Disease or something Along those lines Which could affect Our ecosystem Yeah but, Okay yes <laughs> In the very unlikely event That Johnny Depp's dogs Coughed on another dog Yeah exactly While they were in Johnny Depp's apartment They love to cough <laughs> Lisa explains that you know you can't bring anything to the country without going through quarantine. Mm. So Bart leaves the bullfrog into like the little pond thing inside the airport. Yep. It immediately escapes and gets picked up by the kangaroo, and that's obviously the piss take of the Australian cane toad problem. I think it's in Queensland, so we have mostly cane toads. Yeah, yeah. I've never seen a cane toad in my life. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, oh man, they're everywhere in Queensland. Oh really? Yeah. Are they actual pests though? Like a yes. They oh are. really? They destroy crops. 
Oh, so basically, okay. there was, oh, oh, yeah. So they had like the cane beetle was eating all of the sugar cane. So then they introduced the cane toad to eat the cane beetle, and it did such a great like it destroyed another it, one of my trivia questions. It got the rid window. of <laughs> got, got rid of all of the cane beetle, uh, but then you know be- became a worse problem than the cane beetle. Yeah. It was okay. The sign at the embassy says "restroom for citizens only." Hey, are you like one of those English guards who can't laugh or smile or anything? <laughs> <laughs> no, sir! U.S. Marine Corps, sir! Then the room is really, really fancy, and Homer says something like, Can you commit a crime in Orlando, Florida next year? Way ahead of you, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the ambassador arrives, Bart asks about the toilet water, which way mm. it swells, mm. and he says, No, we have a device to fix that. Although it was funny, he says, The correct American way. Yeah, <laughs> this is one of my favorite bits of the whole episode. Homer singing. Homer singing. Reduced to patriotic yeah. tears. <laughs> Just because the water's gone back around. Toilet. Sweet land of liberty. Homer learns that the embassy is US soil mm. because, or Bart points out, hey, G.I. Joe, your sign's broken. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. we get the, the gag of back and forth, now I'm in Australia, now I'm yep. in America. I thought it was a nice touch too that they even have the family get sick of it. They're like, yeah, that's enough, true. Dad. Come and on, Dad. Whack. whack. Yeah, sir. Here in America, we don't tolerate that kind of crap, sir. Which is hilarious because he's like one step in the in the states. Yeah. The other thing that I like about this though is it does set like while it's a it's a throwaway gag, but it also sets up the important plot point that when Bart escapes back to American soil, then he can no longer be harmed. Yeah, yeah. The bullfrog in the pond was also a good plant in the seed as well mm. for later on in the episode. Just yeah, little things like that are really great. The bullfrog's a slightly more obvious one. Oh, yeah. When it jumps yeah. out instantly into a kangaroo after they've just talked about not having it brought into the ecosystem, yeah. clearly. But whereas this one is, you know, you've got you no, you you've got no way of foreseeing yeah. where it's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. Well, I never really picked up on it. That's probably the only reason why they had that scene, just to make that yeah. clear. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's true. But yeah. at the time, you don't realize that. Like, it, it fits. It, you don't see... It it just, it's, it's just a oh. smooth transition, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. It doesn't seem out of place. Yeah. yeah. Marge and Lisa go to the cultural center and mm. says, cart your ass on in. That's the big sign at the front. That's where they learned the Aussies came from convicts. Convict background, everyone trying to steal their cameras. Yeah. Snake as the first prime minister. Oh, I didn't see that. The, the statue is a, is a convict and it's Snake. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. Is the convict. Yeah, I thought it was a nice touch. Nice. Then we get, this is where the episode, once they, from this scene onwards, it's just Aussie parody after yeah. Aussie parody. The convict thing is a result, oh, like, you know, the cause of the greatest sledge I've ever heard in... Like sporting grounds is the Barmy Army, English sports yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, fans that follow them everywhere. To the tune of Yellow Submarine would just sing at the cricket, you all live in a convict colony. Really? Yeah. Uh, that, that for like hours at a Boxing Day test. Eventually, you kind of crack the shits with it. But at <laughs> first, you're like, <laughs> that's funny. Uh, this, the following this one's where we're at the pub and we get the classic knifey spoonie, which is the piss tape from Crocodile Dundee. You call that a knife? This is a knife. That's not a knife, that's a spoon. All right, all right, you win. <laughs> I see you've played knifey spoony before. I, I, yeah, street full of pubs. When they walk outside and it's just a street that's full of pubs. It's and, just pubs and, everywhere, yeah. yeah. And then we get the, as we said, the knifey spoony, which is a crocodile yeah. dundee. That's probably the most popular, besides dollary doos, the most popular quoted scene yeah. in the whole episode. Yeah, I think? reckon it would be. Knifey spoony? Yeah. Like, what else can you think that's more quoted from this episode? Yeah, knifey spoony much. and dollary doos. And I guess that that goes to show just how popular crocodile dundee was particularly in america that's not a knife this is a knife like if ever there's a sentence that sums up australian pop culture as viewed by other countries i think that's pretty close to being one of the most iconic 
I hadn't seen Crocodile Dundee when I first saw this. Okay. I don't think you have to see the Crocodile Dundee movie to find that funny. Okay. But I think it you helps. You find it funnier yeah. if you're seeing it because you know it's taking the piss out of something. But yeah. yeah. I think as a kid, you just find it funny because he's holding a spoon. You're like, that's the gag. That's what I thought when I was a kid. I'm oh, like, okay. he must be just dumb because he's an Australian. I don't know. I, I, I had seen Crocodile Dundee yeah. when I saw this, so I can't speak from that point of view. Following that, we get the giant beer mm. gag, Foster's. One of those famous giant beers. He's, he's sort Boy. of saying it in a patronising way too. Like, oh, show me one of these giant beers yeah. you're always talking about. Something wrong, Yank. Yeah. <laughs> he's like disappointed. He's like, uh, yeah, it's kind of big, I guess. Yes. <laughs> he's like, oh, okay, I was wrong. Sorry, that little scene, by the way, reminded me of Michael Varton at the beginning of Rogue, which I'm not sure how big that would have been outside of Australia. Rogue's... About a giant crocodile. alligator. Yes, I have seen it. I thought I didn't want to say yeah. anything because yeah, it sounded no. stupid. <laughs> Steve Curry's in it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, giant crocodile. It's the Australian movie, thing. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And but it's, it's special effects were horrible, man. No, they were good. Or was it Lake Placid? I'm thinking. Lake of? Placid was horrible. Okay, Rogue special effects were great, particularly for the budget that it would have been operating yeah. on. But it's it's Rogue got closer to being like Jaws in that they don't. It's more about the tension from. They what don't show you it. Isn't yeah. shown. Yeah. Um, but that scene, there's a scene at the beginning where Michael Varton is just there and there are Australian pubs that are like this. And even I, as an Australian, will walk into pubs that are like this. That You just, you are instantly an outsider and they don't, you they feel don't treat you as such. Yeah. yeah. Like a, a little while ago, Ash and I went camping somewhere. And so I've walked into this pub, it's a few hours away from what I would properly call civilization. But I've walked in wearing shitty tracksuit pants with a ripped knee, just like a hoodie. I had a beanie on with the hoodie. You ripped it yourself. You didn't buy it ripped, please. Tell, uh, please tell me. Oh, yeah, no, I didn't buy it ripped. It's just that I've had them for a really <laughs> Thank long <you>. time. <laughs> and some runners, like just joggers. So I, I was not in, I, I looked like a bum. Yep. But I've walked in and I still got this attitude of, oh, fucking city boys come down <laughs> here for a beer. <laughs> it was, maybe it was the glasses, man. Also, following the Foster's gag, we get the gag that you liked a lot. The coffee. I'll just have a cup of coffee. Beer it is. No, I said coffee. Beer. Coffee. Beer. C O B E. They arrive at the Parliament House, as I mentioned earlier. Parliament, Parliament House, House to Austria. Yeah, Austria with the Leah written in it, which mm. I thought was hilarious. Lisa and Marge say sorry, which I thought was a dog act. Like, come on. Your son's getting chastised by the nation. Stay with him. Yeah, don't go to yeah, the true. Don't leave. Yeah. the Wollongaloo Dirt Monument. Yeah, which is I'm assuming meant to be Ayers Rock. Well, I don't know if it is. Where's Wall? Where's Google it? Then. Where's Wall? No, I did. And Wollongaloo Dirt Monument is not a real thing. But I what I wrote down is that what it says about Australia is that I had to Google it to check because yeah. I looked at what they probably would have. That. Yeah. <laughs> and it would be called that out there in that Wollongaloo. But it would have. It has to be Ayers Rock. I'm assuming. Uh, but that's a rock. That's not dirt. And it's Wollongaloo's in Sydney. Yeah. No, no, that's Wollongaloo. Where, where is... Wollongaloo. Where are they meant to be? So, Parliament House is in Canberra, but where do they fly into? Like, you don't, you don't see any sort of actual landmarks. Yeah, that's true. Like, it's, I'm surprised they didn't have the Harbour Bridge and the Opera House at least in this, you know? I think... That, look, it's a made-up town. There is no Wollongaloo. Obviously. <laughs> what do you mean, obviously? Have you looked at... There's a Wollongaloo. A Wagga Wagga. There's a Wagga Wagga, a Bly Bly, <laughs> a Gundagai... Fucking Malulabar. Like, Australia has made-up towns everywhere. Nothing yeah. sounds real in this place. So, as we said, we've gone to Parliament House. Lisa and Marge left them behind to go to the Dirt Monument. The PM is the judge, which I thought is hilarious. Yeah. But apologises. You think everything's going to be fine. And you, when you were first watching this, you would have thought, really? That's all it is? And then, mm. obviously, now, after the additional punishment. Yeah. I do like he's the way he says to... Well, a mere apology would be a bit empty, eh? Let the booting begin! Booting? Ah, oh, it's just a little kick in the bum. 
Booting! <laughs> so, realistically, it's not that big of a deal. It's a no. giant boot getting kicked up the ass. What of it? Yeah, like, it's but Homer is just distraught. Yeah. Booting! It's similar to Homer's <laughs> response to finding out that George Bush spanked him. Yeah. He, Homer does not he like anyone else. He you? He doesn't you? like anyone else raising a hand to his son, no matter how often he strangles him himself. They react in the way, though, that as if it's corporal punishment. Mm. So, they go to commercial. It was a good way to go to commercial, mm. too. Like, Bart's, yeah. Oh, when yep. he sees the boot, come back and Homer's just absolutely outraged. Evan tells him to be quiet. Disparaging the boot is a bit of a offence. Yeah, <laughs> great, great line. I love the fact that they're all drinking Fosters in Parliament. Yes, in this- yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> drinking Fosters in general because we don't drink that. Basically, no, I, I never see it for sale in Australia. I've only ever drunk it once. Oh, it is for sale here. I've seen okay. it, but I never drunk it once because I went to England. I think I've mentioned this before, and Nicholas yeah. Fane bought me Fosters to make me feel at home. Yeah, I, I drank it once in LA for the same reason. I went, oh, Fosters. Yeah, never seen that before. <laughs> How novel. Meanwhile, I drink Budweiser here all the time. Yeah. I don't, actually. It's I know. Terrible beer. <laughs> and then we get the classic Aussie flag with the booting on yep. it. Homer here takes a stand. He's had enough. I thought it was a nice father moment. He goes, you know what? Fuck you guys. He is my son. Mm. I am not going to allow you to do this to him. So he breaks out, threatens to boot the PM, and he's holding the, the boot on, <laughs> on his arm, hand. Like a gun. Yes. I mean, so they're treating it like it's an actual weapon. Everyone backs it up from it. It's amazing. Notice there's no guns in this episode at all. Well, yeah. It's true. There aren't often guns in... You don't very no, often... I suppose the cops... The, the cops like carry Ed, guns, Ed man. and Lou carry guns, yeah. Mm. I'm just saying in Australia, do, do you think they made an effort to not have the, the cops carry guns? Good question. Because they had the cop use a boomerang in this instead of a gun when yeah, they're running away. True. That throwing stick stun of yours is boomeranged on us. Homer and Bart are escaping back to the embassy. So, hang on, before... Yeah. So, you half touched on, but Homer does say, you know, in America, we stopped using corporal oh, yeah. punishment. Obviously, the irony being that they haven't. Like, the entire a, speech a, is wrong. <laughs> Everything you says, is wrong, yeah. and the opposite. Australia doesn't have corporal punishment. America does, and that's one of those jokes where they're making fun of America more so than making fun of Australia. They're therefore, actually saying it. Yeah. Therefore, James Joyce from the Newcastle Herald needs to lighten the fuck up. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just listening to it. And I'm like, that's not true. That's not true. <laughs> well, that's just false. <laughs> so he says, let's run back to um, American soil. They try to escape via the kangaroo. Uh, a lot more yeah. mucus than they expected. <laughs> it's not like in cartoons. Well, well, why would you stop to go to a kangaroo? Anyway, it's, it's funny. Uh, Lisa they, and Marge, well, kangaroos can move pretty quickly. If they're running, they've, yeah. they've got good land speed. Lisa and Marge are in the souvenir store, and Lisa wants to buy a didgeridoo. What does Marge say? It seems too noisy and expensive or something. Something like that. But I love that Lisa's just an instant expert. Yeah. Just picks it up and busts out some tunes. I've always wanted to learn the didgeridoo. Yeah. You, well, you got to do like that circular breathing thing. Yeah. There's no way I'd be it's able to do it. It's meant to be really difficult, but yeah, it sounds awesome when it's done properly, doesn't mm. it? I wonder if you can do cover songs on a didgeridoo. I doubt it. Like, if you got really good, could you do ACDC? something good. I, I was going to say ACDC's Thunderstruck. That would be awesome. I would pay to see that. I'd, I'd give... All of the money in my pockets. Well, 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 well. Well, well. Anyway, way off track. Uh, bullfrogs are everywhere in the yep. souvenir store. Yeah, yeah. And the very Aussie guys like, they're everywhere. <laughs> they're like kangaroos, but there's reptiles. <laughs> they <laughs> Nice throwback too. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I also love uh, Marge's really condescending comment about, you know, don't get the didger- didgeridoo. Get this cap. It's clever. Just like you. Nobody's nerfing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, this is where we get the Chuzwazers. What? That's an odd name. I'd have called them Chuzwazers. He's like the Australian equivalent of the squeaky voice teen. That's the one I've got here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a similar voice. Yeah. Homer and Bart run past. Lisa. 
March. Uh, it's where Marge and Lisa realise something's not right. The crowd's chasing after him. Did you notice Wes from Mad Max 2 is part of the crowd? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. did spot that in there. It's pretty cool. And there's a guy that Mad looks Max like... Mad Max 2, the... Was that Beyond Thunderdome? No, that's that Road the third one. Yeah, yeah, so Road, Road Warrior is number two. Yeah. I think in America they call Mad Max 1 the Road Warrior, or we call it Mad Max 1 Road Warrior here. No, we just call it Mad Max. Yeah, well, they must call it the Road Warrior over there. Okay. It's really weird. Yeah. Anyway. Mel Gibson is the true Mad Max. Yes, of course he is. Well, there was also someone else in the crowd too that it must be somebody because he was too specifically designed to not be. Okay. But he kind of looks like Forrest Gump running with like an army outfit on. Right. Like the long beard and the long shaggy hair. But I think he had darker skin. I'll have to go back and watch it later. But if anyone's listening, you know what it is. Just send it through because I can't be bothered doing the research myself. <laughs> anyway. Uh, the ambassador sees him. Oh, the Simpsons. He doesn't want to let them in. Yeah. Another gag where they take the piss out of themselves. Uh, made in pride in the U.S. Made, made with, with pride, pride in, in the, the USA. USA. Yeah, and yeah. it doesn't work. They, yeah. they show it twice just to emphasize that he's poking it. Which is why it's this episode is fine. If you're able to take yeah. the piss out of yourself as well, who cares? Yeah. And again, like it's not... And The overzealous Marine is such a, you know, a, a, a piss take of that diehard American soldier culture. The fact that the guards literally are eating the own flag. like that That's over- the gag I didn't get. Is it meant to be something... Over-the-top patriotism. Okay. The, like, so full of America that they will eat it. Ah, okay. Yeah, because I, I thought... Is there some, I, I don't understand why the American guards were eating the American flag. I'm like, what? why would they be destroying yeah. their own flag, but they're eating it up? Yeah, exactly. Okay. So, Evan's working out uh, the bargaining points for mm. them, and Marge interrupts. I love how they cue the music so you think that they're going to listen to Marge and just follow what she says. Our countries may have their differences, but as human beings, I think we can all agree there's no substitute for the discipline of a loving parent. He wants to talk to you. Yellow. Mm-hmm. So we're in agreement. She won't be allowed near the phone again. Don't come back in later on, and they've bargained him down to a booting again, but yep. this time with a regular shoe, it's a wingtip. Bart agrees. Well, Marge doesn't want to do it. Bart says, no, look, mum, it's time for me to accept my it's destiny. It's time for me to bend over and receive my destiny. <laughs> There's a line that I'll use if I'm ever in prison. Yeah. <laughs> do you reckon a prisoner has ever used that line? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> bend over and re- receive my destiny. That's a great line. The family are very, very proud of him. Lisa says she won't make fun of him. Homer says, show him what American butts are made of. Yeah. PM moves in for the kill. Yeah. Says, this is for the Commonwealth of Australia. But moves drops his pants. Don't and tread on me. this is for the United States of America. And starts humming Stars and Stripes. Yes. Oh, sorry, Star, um, Spar- Star yeah, Spangled Banner. Yeah. Did you see this coming when you first watched it? I don't... Uh, you, no. Th- there's no. There's nothing alluding to him doing it. No. Yeah. Like just comes no, out of nowhere. There's no setup. It just happens. Yeah. And were you rooting for Australia in this episode or rooting for Bart? Um... I don't know that I was taking sides. Just watching the episode I'm for what it was. Just rooting for comedy. Yeah, <laughs> just rooting for comedy. I that shot of Bart mooning the crowd with the crowd just outraged behind him. Mm. That's a very very memorable shot. I think they used to use that a lot in like commercials for the videotapes and whatnot. Okay. I just I, I, I just remember seeing that all the time. Just that one shot of him mooning and humming the song. Yeah. Obviously they they get so outraged the crowd that they break down the gates. The family runs off. Now I forgot to look it up, but I know that them. Escaping into the helicopter, into the helicopter, the crowd following the ladder is a parody of something. Oh, okay. There was nothing that jumped out at my brain instantly. It's a parody of something, and I forgot to look it up. But I remember specific. Yeah, I I looked up a um like an article once that had like times the Simpsons have reenacted real life scenarios. Yeah, right. So it's not a movie; it's something from history. It it is a pivotal moment in history, but I can't quite remember what it is, and I feel stupid for not remembering. Anyway, so the the PM, the Prime Minister, and everyone's just following them. All right, lads, let them have it. And they throw all the beer cans at yeah. them. 
the family then see that the frogs are eating. frogs have taken over Australia. And they're laughing. And yeah. then we get the koala. Yeah. And the classic... Dun, 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 boom. I was kind of disappointed when this finished that we didn't get more Bruno. I felt they could have used him more. We did mm. see him in the courtroom. Because that, that voice is so great. Yeah, it's like they could have done so much more of that. Maybe they didn't realize at the time. Yeah. That's just the only sort of negative I could really find from this episode. Just, I wanted more Bruno. The only thing that I thought, honestly, was that the shot on the koala coming into Australia, like on the... Helicopter. Helicopter. It was a little bit weak. What do you mean? It just wasn't a... It's not a great gag to end the episode is with. Oh, look, Plus, as, it's as not a, like... As a finale. They're not taking the helicopter all the way to the States. Yeah, that is true. It's like, landing on the- what the the helicopter hitches a ride to Sydney Airport. Oh no, they, fucking they, deal. They've just said that they're going to be landing on a laundry ship. Oh, the, okay. It'll take you the rest of the way. All right, I'm with you then. I suppose the koala will be on the ship with them. I guess. Yeah. Like you said, it's not a very funny ending to the episode. It could have been funnier. It's just an ending. It's an ending. <laughs> Let's leave it at that. But the episodes, the episode's so great that I don't think they could have ended it in a way that would have satisfied people. Yeah. Because it's, it's something that you don't really want to end. It sort of wraps up really, really quickly. Yeah. It just seems to be getting into the groove of things and, and it's like, oh shit, we have two minutes of airtime left. Let's wrap this one up quickly, guys. Yeah. But all in all though, fantastic episode. So, yeah, it's great. It's one of my favorites. Yeah, definitely. What did we learn, Palmer? What'd you learn from this episode, Mitch? That bullfrogs are reptilian style kangaroos. Yes, very, they are. Very, very similar. I mean, if you look at the anatomy of a frog and the anatomy of a kangaroo, it's like 99.9% the same, pretty much. I think I'm not a biologist, but no I, I, I think you'll find that that is. No, well, you know, that's debatable. How is it debatable? Just look, Dando, I can't be your eyes all the time. Sometimes you just <laughs> need to look at something for yourself and see the truth that's out there. I learned. Sorry. That, I learned this, is, this is in Australia. Well, pretty much anywhere. You deliver something with enough, con- enough conviction, you'll get away with it. <laughs> Unless it's absolute fucking bullshit. I'll send a social shit. Fucking bullshit. Prove me wrong. I'll show you a picture of a frog that has no fucking tail. I don't want pictures. They could be doctored. <laughs> if, if you don't have a bullfrog. Here's yeah. a frog. I pretend. <laughs> anyway, so I learned that you should never try and escape in a kangaroo. Particularly yeah, no. in a pouch because they have a lot more mucus. Yeah, for sure. What else? I learned that Yahoo Sirius's brief career was never destined to keep him going for very long. You know who Yahoo Sirius is? He's basically Australia's carrot top. Ah, okay. I don't. He wasn't as much of a props comedian, but that's that's pretty much who he yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. So now it's time for some trivia. I've I well, my question's already been. I Con- convincingly proven I th- that there were more than 40 <laughs> buttons. I was very impressed because and when, I st- when we started playing it, I'm like, oh, fuck, he's right. He's right. <laughs> uh, they're just going to keep on going, aren't yeah. they? <laughs> if I saw you early like with your fingers counting like one, two, three, and, and then very, very quickly your face dropped. <laughs> <laughs> My question that hasn't already been answered throughout the review was, uh, I actually got two more. I've got four questions here. Beautiful. Ooh. How much was Bart's call to Burkina Faso? <laughs> it's on the phone bill. Yeah. It's not that much, really. $20. A little higher. Uh, I, got, I don't know. I'd $29.02. And okay. And finally, what was the airline called that the Simpsons used to get uh, to Australia? Transatlantic. Trans-hemispheric airlines. Damn it. <laughs> when, you, when you said trans, I'm like, what? <laughs> it's a, well, it's, I think it must be a play on transatlantic. Yes. Yeah. So, that's it. That's it for our review of Bart versus Australia. It's been a long time coming. A, a longer great time. Episode. How but much fun was it reviewing an episode from the glory days? Like the, a really classic episode. Yeah, no, it was brilliant. And I mean, look, we've done another one of these. So, if this is the first one that you've clicked on, you may or may not have seen that we have also done You Only Move Twice as a special bonus. So, you know, from season eight. So... Again, like it's just if you 
don't want like for people that don't want to pay, we didn't want to take it away from them. But for the for the people such as yourselves that are that excited to listen to these ones, we didn't want to break from our kind of chrono- chronological review. No, nah, neither did I. But this is a nice way of just mixing it up for us. We get to have a bit of extra fun, and for you guys, you get to you know listen to some of your favourite episodes. So, Bob vs. Australia, let's go over it once more time. What were your thoughts about it? Look, it's it's just. For me, it's really funny to see the Simpsons writers just do a straight-up satire of another culture. And it's their first time they did it as well. Yeah. Which, and we may be biased, but I think this is the best international parody episode they've done of, of the family traveling to another country. It's the ones that can the most spring to mind, the England one wasn't great. It might be funnier to English people. The Brazil one wasn't bad, but I, I, I did like when uh, Homer gets kidnapped. That was fun, mm. a funny aspect, but... I don't think any are more iconic than this one. No. Maybe because it was... I can't think of any others that came from the real glory days of The Simpsons, of them traveling to another country. Yeah, I was just thinking that. The others sort of came later. Yeah. They left. Even Homer going to New York was later on. Um, Which is why I feel so lucky that they chose Australia. To an extent, when they're in Japan, in the Mr. Sparkle episode. That is a good one. That's a pretty good parody. Japan is a good one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, the Mr. Sparkle's not from that one, by the way. Mr. Sparkle's from um, Marge. Oh, sorry, you're right. The Listen Lady. Yeah, my apologies. He finds Mr. Sparkle a tip. Yes. But yeah, anything else we need to mention about Bar vs. Shot before we leave? Like, I want to mention to you guys, thank you very, very much for buying this. It mm. means a lot. It helps pay the bills, helps pay the website off, helps pay everything. Um, please spread the word about Got that it. that gold tooth I've always wanted. Yes. Uh, review us on iTunes. So tell people on iTunes and tell people on Facebook that they should be buying this podcast. And we're going to do it every now and again, maybe once a month, maybe not that frequently. Just And we're going to pick the classic. We'd love to know what you guys would love to listen to as well. So send us through your requests for premium podcasts through mailbag at fourfingerdiscount.com.au jump forward as far as you like we'll review anything in the future mm-hmm. maybe you want us to review something that's not Simpsons related yeah well yeah that's definitely something that we'd be up for we've had a few people asking us to do some Futurama reviews we'll look mm. into that in the future yep. Look, it does. we feel now that we don't have to just stick to the Simpsons particularly with the premium stuff so if you are willing to pay for us to review something let us know and we'll give yep. it a crack yep. so thank you once again for listening really do appreciate it uh, mailbag at fourfingerdiscount.com.au please let us know what you thought about the review you pay money for this, so you're allowed to have an opinion on it. So let us know what you think we could do to improve the premium podcast. It's any final words? Well, I'll review episodes that haven't gone to air yet if you're willing to pay for them, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> <laughs> See you guys. So there you have it, our review of Bart versus Australia. What do you all think? Send it through. Mailbag at fourfingerdiscount.com.au. Now, Mitch, you promised the listeners that you're going to be reading something out by oh. Kate Blanchett. Uh, Kate Blanchett. So someone wanted the Lord of the Rings monologue. We've never seen the film, either um, of us, have we? Have you seen it? I haven't seen it. I know, I've seen Lord of the Rings. I thought you I mentioned you didn't know what it was. You're going to put on a fake voice or something. No, no, no. I, I don't know the speech. Like I've, oh, okay. I've seen the movie, but you not, can't remember, not remember to the point it, yeah. that I remember it word for word. So unlike Independence Day and unlike Goodwill Hunting, like things that meant a hell of a lot to me, this is um, something that's frighteningly new. Well, thanks for listening to our review of Bart vs. Australia. Hope you all enjoyed it. Mitch, I will leave it to you to read out your speech by Kate Blanchett from Lord of the Rings. Enjoy. <laughs> okay, so... Um, full disclosure, I, as we, as we said, I've seen Lord of the Rings um, a couple times, but I'm like not for years, and I'm certainly not in any way as familiar with this text. So someone has asked for um, the entire monologue that Kate Blanchett delivers from the prologue of the film um, about the forging of the Great Rings. Now, I'm going to do this as a cold reading. How long is it? I don't want five-minute speeches. Oh, it's a couple of paragraphs. That's okay then. Yeah. But pa- define paragraph. It's not going to be any longer than um, okay, okay, than, than okay, the Goodwill okay, Hunting okay, speech. It's not going to be like that poem you read that time, is it? 
<laughs> Casey at the bat. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, okay, so this is a cold read. I'm going to just try to do my own interpretation as best I can. It began with the forging of the great rings. Three were given to the elves, immortal, wisest, and fairest of all beings. Seven to the dwarf lords, great miners and craftsmen of all mountain halls. And nine, nine rings were given to the race of men, who above all else desire power. For within these rings was bound the strength and the will to govern over each race, but they were all of them deceived. For another ring was made, in the land of Mordor, in the fires of Mount Doom, the Dark Lord Sauron forged in secret a master ring to control all others. And into this ring he poured all his cruelty, his malice, and his will to dominate all life. One ring to rule them all. One by one, the free peoples of Middle-earth fell to the power of the ring, but there were some who resisted. A last alliance of men and elves marched against the enemies of Mordor, and on the very slopes of Mount Doom they fought for the freedom of Middle-earth. Victory was near, but the power of the ring could not be undone. It was in this moment when all hope had faded that Isildur, son of the king, took upon his father's sword, and Sauron, enemy of the free peoples of Middle-earth, was defeated. The ring passed to Isildur, who had this one chance to destroy evil forever, but the hearts of men are easily corrupted, and the ring of power has a will of its own. It betrayed Isildur to his death, and some things that should not have been forgotten were lost. History became legend, legend became myth, and for two and a half thousand years the ring passed out of all knowledge, until, when chance came, the ring ensnared a new bearer. The ring came to the creature Gollum, who took it deep into the tunnels under the misty mountains, and there it consumed him. The ring gave to Gollum unnatural life. For five hundred years it poisoned his mind, and in the gloom of Gollum's cave it waited. Darkness crept back into the forests of the world. Rumour grew on the shadow in the east, whispers of a nameless fear, and the ring of power perceived. Its time had now come. It abandoned Gollum, but then something happened that the ring did not intend. It was picked up by the most unlikely creature imaginable. A hobbit, Bilbo Baggins of the Shire. For the time will soon come when hobbits will shape the fortunes of all. You done? Dear me. <laughs> that is some mouthful. <laughs> Seriously, Peter Jackson, like you could have edited just a fraction. There's going to be some serious editing done. <laughs> I stumbled like two or three times. The best part is when you stumble. The listeners won't hear it, but you can hear your brain going, you fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> you know what happened halfway through is I started in my head, I was reading it as Werner Herzog. Like, I don't know if I can do the voice properly. I mean, I could do the ring came to the creature Gollum. No, that's that's so bad. But <laughs> I can't. But like that's um, yeah. So that it's done. That started to distract me. Mailbag at fourfingerdiscount.com.au. Send through what speech you want me to read I out saw next week. Katie Rees has um suggested. Some- Quickly get the Twitter out. Actually, people have been writing shit movie names through. They've been sending them through. Oh yeah, we do have some shit news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, some shit movie synopsis. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Jaws: Three men go fishing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, what was a man gets sick? Was one of them? Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone: An orphan goes to school. Mm. <laughs> um, uh, what I was going to say: uh, Romeo and Michelle's high school reunion was uh, one yes, that got that suggested. Was, yep, the speech. Yeah, but just find the tweets just quickly. Um, Keep sending them through. They were great. Gave me a chuckle. Also, follow us on Twitter at Four Finger Pod. It was David Abbott Smith who suggested Harry yes. Potter. Oh, if you haven't already, Homer's Odyssey. It's available now. Get it in bookstores. Uh, Steve Steve Joseph was the one that had sent through Jaws, Three Men Go Fishing. Uh, Rob Ruiz finally watched The Iron Giant. Um, he said it was pretty incredible. He was trying to suggest some dull movie titles for it. Um, Jennifer Aniston has a son. <laughs> um, uh, I didn't mind that. Um, a giant robot eats metal. 
Um, there was an Iron Giant new pop coming out, and it's been cancelled because not enough people ordered it. I was like, what? What? How did not enough people order that? <laughs> I don't understand. I was so disappointed. Scumbags. <laughs> um, what did I? So I um. Oh, my my suggestion for an Iron Giant was I was saying that words like giant, robot, and Cold War are all a little bit too exciting. So I went with a visitor. Sorry, a visitor chooses who he wants to be. Cool. <laughs> um, uh, I'll try to find one more on Twitter just to wrap it up and wrap round, it up, round it out, and make sure that the the tweet. The, the tweet republic are also as happy as the email clan sorry haven't been able to find one of the ones on twitter we'll organize that i have got a an, a tweet from tom hoare whose book arrived on the same day as a power outage which is convenient because as he says books don't require electricity i'll happily come up with one on the spot dando throw me a movie a movie title space jam a game of golf goes awry yes i know i hope it's gonna be golf related <laughs> Also, uh, we just got an email from Greg Delaney. He's just picked up our book from Harry Hartogs in Woden, ACT. Okay. Not a popular bookstore, but they have our book. That's all that matters. And our book is situated right next to the Golden Girls. Thank you for being a friend. Life according to the Golden Girls. What Fantastic. Would you, what would you want to read more? If I'm looking at those two books, probably going Golden Girls. I'm buying them both, but I'm reading Golden, <laughs> I'm reading Golden Girls first. Yes. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll catch you next week. Thank you for being a friend.